my main, my main thing this morning is I want you guys to be moved with compassion when something affects you. I want you to have things that affect you in your life. How many people have had something that you said, I must go do something about this issue? I have. Do you know that that was being moved with compassion? In fact, we're going to find out that in that Jesus himself had a lot of things to say about being moved with compassion. And I've got more that I could ever share here, so I'm going to I'm going to actually break this down pretty quickly because we did have the 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 videos and stuff. But compassion happens when people are in agreement with God. You know that when you see something happen, when you know that you're supposed to do something, especially if God is talking to you, one of the ways that you know that God wants you to go do something about it is that you are moved with this compassion. In fact, it's, in fact, in Matthew chapter 20, you had two blind men. Jesus had been going around. He'd been healing people. He was going through the cities and he goes walking through the streets. And all of a sudden, these two blind men start going, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, help me, help me, help me. And he's going on and on and on. And the people go, shut up, guys. We don't want, we don't want you to, to bother the master. You know that they kept screaming louder and louder and louder. And so in verse 32, it said, Jesus stood still and called to them, what do you want me to do for you? Do you know that this is the most important question that we need to ask people before we pray for them? You know that you don't just need to say, I mean, it'd be like right now if Micah, if I knew Micah had a problem with his foot and I just said, well, I'm going to pray for Micah. Well, you know that, that that's fine. That's good. But what if Micah said, I don't care about my foot. I care about my finances. I'd really like for you to pray about my finances. See, the thing is, is that Jesus didn't walk up to two blind guys that he knew was blind and said, do you want me to heal your eyes? What did he say to them? He said, what do you want me to do for you? Because it might have been something completely and totally different. In fact, it says here, what do you want me to do for you? Then they said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be open." So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. This word compassion here is spegmalio eye. And it, yes, I, I don't even think I did it right. I sat there and hit the little button right beside the, the Greek over and it would say it and it would say it and I still don't get it right. But anyway, it means to be moved like the yearning of the bowels. Uh-oh. Anybody ever had the yearning of the bowels? It was like, I got to move now. Get out of my way. I'm kicking the door into the bathroom. See, this is what Jesus was saying was that he was so moved when they said, I want my sight. Do you know that, that when he started saying, I want my sight, Jesus said, I can get behind that. You know, he was moved so strongly that he was like, this is going to happen, guys. I don't care what we have to move, what we have to do. I'm going to make sure you get your sight. That was how much it 
affected Jesus to see these people to want to to have something better in their life. In fact, I kind of bring this back because of the power of agreement. The power of agreement is, is strong, guys. In fact, I think that we need to understand this more than we just need to understand the anointing of God because we all walk around with, with the anointing. Now, it's as the Spirit wills, right? But let me, let me tell you something. We have promises in God that when we agree, there's some actual things that are supposed to happen. See, when we agree with each other, things are guaranteed. But the anointing is but for a time and for a season. And see, what I want you to understand is that God is giving us a framework through what Jesus says here in Matthew chapter 18. In fact, Matthew, the person who wrote this, was an accountant, basically. He was a, a money changer. So he understood the power of agreement. In fact, when you go read John, John says, whatever you ask, you know, it'll be given. Whatever you seek, you will find. Knocking the door will be open. Well, John was like, hey, I'm just all about the love of God. But see, Matthew, he was like an accountant. And he was like, I want you to understand how to account for all this. And so Matthew in chapter 18, he's telling you exactly how to do it. And it says here in Matthew 18, 19, it says, And again, I say to you, if there are two of you that agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Uh-oh, sounds like a promise. Sounds like something that we need, to, we need to take a hold of and we need to start doing. Do you know that you don't need to go agree with people who don't agree for, with you? You know, you don't need to go agree with the person who's always the naysayer or the hater how many people had some haters in your life, right? Oh, you're never going to be able to do that. Well, will you agree with me that I will? That's not going to work. See, we need to find people who agree together. We need to find people who, who say, hey, I want something too. And I want to make sure you get your thing as well. In fact, in verse 20, it says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Uh-oh. Jesus said he was going to get in all up in the middle of it. All you got to do is agree. See, this is the thing that I think most people don't do is that they don't even agree with themselves. See, before you go and pray, you need to go and find out what the word says so you can say, hey, I want to agree with this. I'm not really sure my heart is completely convinced right now, but this is the way I want to believe. That's why you need somebody to to reach out, to shake hands. See, in our society, we've gotten away from the, from the handshake. We were watching a movie. It was uh, Shanghai Noon. How many people seen that movie? Shanghai Noon, you've got like, you know, it's a karate movie. It's a great movie. But it's about the Wild West all at the same time. But, you know, one of the characters spits in his hand and is going to go shake the hand of, of uh, Jackie Chan. And Jackie Chan just reaches down there and spits in the guy's hand. Doesn't shake his hand. Well, you know, back in that day, that was a bond. That was like trying to, that, that was like having a covenant, if you will. That's why they spit in each other's hands. It was like, hey, we're swapping spit here. This is going to get real, okay? So they would spit in each other's hand. They would shake. It meant that they had an agreement about something. Do you know that for them to break that agreement, it meant something to them? 
Nowadays, you got to have, you know, 28 forms and you got to go sign your name 57 times and you got to do all this stuff. I went and bought a car last weekend. I signed my name 100 times. I could have bought four houses for the amount of signatures that I put down. But they were wanting to make sure that they got their money because nobody, if given the opportunity, is going to pay that just on their own. Do you know that this is one of the things that God is trying to show you? He gives you an open agreement. That means that he opened the coffers of heaven and said, even if you don't believe it, go find somebody that does. And I will not only put them with you, but I'll also give Jesus and put them in the middle of it. How about that? Amen. There should be some excitement. Because you know what's going to happen is that the moment that you agree, it's going to happen. Oh, that is a, that is a teaching. I could probably just preach on that. The moment you agree, you're going to receive. You know, my new friend over here, Ray, if I had a ball and I just threw it at, boom. Well, if Ray didn't catch it, it hit him in the head. And then me and Ray wouldn't be friends anymore. Okay. <laughs> but if he caught it, what did he do? He received it. Well, see, I think a lot of times Christians are walking around like this. We're walking around going, boom, uh, boom. Do you know we're getting hit in the head by all the promises of God because we don't have our hands out in front of us ready to catch it. See, what we need to do is we need to understand that the power of agreement means that I'm going to say yes. Compassion happens when you see a need. You know, one of the things that I think is great about the videos that Vicki showed this morning is that it actually got you in the middle of there's people out there that don't look like me, that don't have the things I have. Wow, I, I, might, not, I might need to actually think about somebody other than myself. That's a hard concept in our society right now. Matthew 15, 32, it says, Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and says, I have compassion, this uh, to be moved. He was moved. He was telling his disciples, Hey, I'm telling you that I'm moved to do this. I want this to happen. And he said, On the multitudes, he had been preaching for three days. And the multitudes, all these four or 5,000 people were with him. And it says, because they have continued with me three days and have not eaten anything. And I do not want to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. Then his disciples said to him, where could we get the bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? You know what? That's a good question. Verse 34 says, Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven and a few fish. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and he gave them, breaking them and giving them to his disciples. And his disciples gave to the multitude. I want to paint a picture for you guys here. Jesus did not have 5,000 people. We probably got less than 40 people in here, right? So let's just say that that this is 1% of the people that were there. If I told dad, go, you know, Jack Cornelius, go run around and give people, like when we're, we're taking up, you know, when we're doing communion, it takes forever if we don't hand it out before, even with just a few people. So Jesus decided he was going to do multiplication in a different way. Jesus broke it into 12 
And he handed a handful to each twelve. And then those twelve went and found a couple thousand. And out of their own hand, it multiplied. See, this wasn't Jesus going, all right, I give you a little bit. Go run over there and grab it. Give it to that guy. And then I'm going to give you a little bit and you run over there and go grab it to that guy. No, no, no. Jesus went and gave, broke it into 12 and said, go and give to the multitude. See, Jesus wasn't trying to say this is a miracle that I want to do alone. He was sharing it with his disciples. Amen. They were moved with compassion too. How many people know that if I, if I put this, I put some fish in your hand and you went and you started giving it to people and every time I would take the fish out, I'd hand it to somebody and then there would be another piece of fish. Be like, what? What just happened? You'd start moving faster and faster and faster. I'm going to tell you a story. You don't have to believe it because I don't care. But <laughs> we, were doing, we were doing this other church um, a couple of years ago, Life of Faith North. Brad Holloman's come down here and preached for us. But we were doing a, um, it was a, a Halloween fall festival thing in my driveway. We had all these people trick-or-treating and stuff like that. So we were giving away cards for the church, and we were telling them about Jesus and everything. Well, we had done this like three years in a row, and we, we tried to do food the first time. Do you know that when you go and hand out food to people, they are not going to take it? We found food laying on the ground. We found food doing all this. So we decided on the third year, let's not give anybody food. Let's just take our own food you know, make some hot dogs and, and chili and stuff like that for the people that were there. So we had about, we had probably like 25 people. So we had about 40 hot dogs, maybe a little more, maybe a little bit less. So we, we're all eating. We go through and an hour or so into it, we're, we're out talking to people. People are out doing stuff and people started coming up and going, Hey, can I have a hot dog? Heather, you, you can vouch for this. I'm not just sitting here telling you lies. But Heather and I were sitting there and we would go, yeah, whatever is on the table, y'all can have at it. So people would go over there and I would see them reach in there and they would get a hot dog and I would go, oh, okay, we have some hot dogs left. They would put another hot dog in there. See, this is the Jack Cornelius anointing because he was a meat salesman for all these years. This is the way that I kind of feel like dad would have done it if he was doing miracles. But what happened was, is we were sitting there and we had 10, 15, 20 people come up at a time and go, can we have some hot dogs? Whatever's left over there, you can have. They were over there. They were putting hot dogs in there. I was going, man, we've got hot dogs. I go look over there. There's a few hot dogs left. So a couple hours later, we're, we're cleaning up. And I said, man, we had a ton of people that wanted hot dogs. And there was this big kid who was friends of our kids named Tanner. And he's got two hot dogs in his hand. He said, we still got one if you want it. And, and the Holy Spirit said, I did multiply those fish. And I went, I, I just looked at Brad Holman. I looked at Heather and I go, Jesus multiplied the hot dogs. <laughs> and you know, I, I stood there in awe. Now, I was moved with compassion because I saw these people and I wanted them to be saved. I wanted them to, to know Jesus. But you know what? God was moved com with compassion, not only for their, their sakes, but also for ours. Man, that was a testimony and a half. We were like, man, I saw Jesus do something here. Do you know that 
We need to believe that there's going to be awesome things that's going to come when we have compassion. In fact, being moved with compassion, you see miracles. You see things happen. But when you're moved with obligation, then you never have enough. Do you know that when you have obligation for things, do you know the, the paycheck just doesn't seem to come up as, as often you go, man, that thing's thinner than it was last time. Do you know that every time you have an obligation, you're always trying to find more and more and more. But do you know that when we're moved with compassion from Jesus, that we start seeing him just continue. You know, there's been times in my own life with my paycheck I lost my job or I'd, I had issues. You know, there would be more than enough. There'd be more than enough at the end. You know why? Because I didn't look at it as I've got an obligation. I looked at it as I moved for my family. See, we need to take this personally. And we also need to take this out into the world. All right. I'm closing this thing down. I knew this was going to be a, this was going to be a short morning. Sometimes I teach, you know, longer. But I wanted, I wanted you guys to know the compassion that Jesus wanted you to have. The compassion that Jesus wanted you to, to take with you in your everyday life. In fact, Jesus was telling parables. And he was telling them in Luke chapter 10, it says, verse 29, it says, But he wanted to justify himself, um, saying, Jesus, and And who is my neighbor? Because they had asked. They were like, hey, be good to your neighbor. You know, if if I was sitting here and I started, you know, I was Jewish and there was all these Gentiles walking around. And I was like, well, yeah, I can be good to the Jews because I am one, right? But what about the Gentiles, Jesus? Are they our neighbor? See, that's what was really being asked of Jesus at this point. And Jesus was like, hey, I want you to know who your neighbor is. So in verse 30, it says, And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothes, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Verse 31 says, Now by chance a certain priest came down the road. And this priest, of course, was a Jewish priest. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Have you ever been like downtown Birmingham or Atlanta? And you're like, I see these people walking down the street. Let me go to the other side of the street. All right. I'm, I'm completely over on the other side of the street. Not like they could run across the street and get me, right? But see, this is what happened. Is that they were, this priest was like, I don't want to deal with that. Well, he may be. You know, he's half dead, but he may attack me. Or he's unclean, whatever that is. And it says um, in verse 32, Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, so this guy is half Gentile and half Jew. He was kind of showing, hey, I'm bridging the gap here between where you're at as a Jew And where these people are as a Gentile, let's talk about a Samaritan. Somebody that was hated by both. Right? Have you ever met people that was hated by both sides? You know, you you find anything and and they're hated by both sides. The only thing I don't find that to be the case is, you know, like UAB. 
Like, if anybody's football fans, Alabama, Auburn, and then UAB seems to be the little stepchild that everybody's okay with. (laughs) But if you're an Alabama fan and an Auburn fan, you both hate Tennessee and Georgia just as bad. So, you know, you're trying to bridge that gap. You wouldn't do it in the football world. But it says here, it says, uh, then a certain Samaritan, in verse 33, a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was at. And when he saw him, he had compassion. He was moved with compassion. There was something, when he saw him, he said, I've got to do something for this person. I don't care if they're Jew, they're Gentile, they're whatever they are. And it says right here, it says in verse 34, he, So he went with him and bandaged his wounds. This man got down and dirty. He probably got blood on him. Ooh. We don't do that, right? Where's the gloves at, guys? And it says, pouring oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal. It means he put him in his car. I just bought a new car. It'd be like if we saw somebody all beat up and I took him and I put him in my brand new car. He's bleeding all over my new leather seats, right? That's what was happening. And it says right here, and it says he brought him to an end and took care of him. He housed him. And on the next day when he had departed, he took out two denarii, this is money, and he gave it to the innkeeper and he said, take care of him, whatever, whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these do you think was the neighbor to the person who fell among thieves? And his disciples said, he who showed mercy on him. And Jesus said, go and do Likewise. See, you guys don't know this, but there's going to be times where you're going to be moved with compassion, but there's going to be a point where you go, but Lord, I'm going to have to do something that's beyond what I want to do. I have this compassion on the inside of me, but I don't really want to get dirty. I don't want to lose money. I don't want to lose my time. I've got this compassion, but I don't know what to do with it yet. And see, Jesus is saying, look, you have the ability. You have the capability. You have it on the inside of you to be able to do all the things that Jesus is calling you to do. But see, the problem is, is that we also have our flesh and our flesh tells us I don't know if I want to be that I don't know if I want to do that you know how we overcome the flesh so we just keep saying yes every head bowed and every eye closed you know in, in order to when you have compassion it is the reaction to faith that produces change You know, we can say we have faith all day long. We have the measure of faith. Jesus is talking to us all the time. When something happens, we we get that that special sense on the inside of us that goes, Woo, I want to do something. We have the faith, but do we actually speak? Do we actually move? Do we actually go? See, compassion, that that yearning of the bow, the, the I've got to move now. That is, just the, that is just the first step in order to be able to move you 
through the faith that changes people's lives. How about this? You know, I've heard this a lot of times and it was like, you know, if, if everybody needs money or they need something to happen, but let's just say that you've got a problem in a relationship. Do you know that one of my mentors when I was going through Bible school said, the only way God can get it to you is get it through you. The more compassion that you're giving out, the more compassion that's going to come through you. The more money that you're putting out, the more money that's going to come back. God himself is going to make sure of it because of these scriptures. He is giving a promise that that if when we're moved by compassion and not by obligation, that we will be able to take on the world and anything in the world, he has already overcome. Amen? Amen. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. I just pray over each and every person. I pray, dear Lord, that if you've got anything that this morning that the, that the Lord is putting on your heart, I just pray in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you don't let them go. You don't let them, you don't let them get by. You just keep, keep itching at them, Father. Keep showing them things that they need to do. Give them the opportunities to be able to go to the, to the next level. To be able to step out and to be able to take on those things. And Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that you're bringing people across their path. You're bringing opportunities to them for, their, for themselves and for others. And I pray in Jesus' name that they don't get hit in the head by the blessing, but they receive it. And that they bring it into themselves. And I just pray in Jesus' name that you are giving them their compassion that goes and changes their lives and others. Father, I pray over them as they go this week. I just bless them and I send them. And we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're dismissed. If you have any need for prayer or anything, I'll be down front. If not, you can have a great week. Thank you.